Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Welcome to Game Time Decisions. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, everybody. I'm the Reddit. Let's roll. Let's roll. Hey, Marenzi, how you doing, buddy? Game time decisions has begun. I appreciate you uh, doing the intro, though, uh, Cam. Yeah, I just saw the note on my, uh, I found out how to use the phone, and uh, the producer's like, Gabe, uh, just start the show, Gabe, if Gabe's not there. So uh, went right in there, pal, but I'm great great to have you there, man. Yeah, I know. Gabe's not there. Listen, I don't know. We're going to have to explain to the producers here, well, the people in the booth that if I don't start talking immediately when the music plays, don't panic, don't send messages, don't talk into our ears, just let the music play. All right, I thought we went through this like two days ago. I thought we've already been through this. Like, you know, if I don't start talking right away, it doesn't mean I'm not here. <laughs> like, I don't know, it's like every day is our first show or something like this, that uh, we have to re-explain the rules, the rules of the road, but... Uh, it's Red Heat and Rage Radio, Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Morenci, and uh, I'm already pissed off. We're 30 seconds into the show, and I'm upset already. How'd, how'd uh, band uh, jam out go today? Good good stuff? You got uh, things things are uh, rolling in a good direction? Yeah, better than the start of the show. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, very, very, yeah. Better than the start, of the, better than the start of the show. Nice. Yeah, so uh, so Lou's going to join us. Uh, Lou from uh, Gamblu.com. Uh, We're going to go for round two. Uh, of course, uh, last ding, week. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah, last week we went back and forth. And the yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers still haven't won a game uh, since then either. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll talk some NFL football with Lou. We'll talk, uh, we'll talk UFC with Lou as well. We'll talk a lot of things with Lou. What, are you drinking something now, Cam? No, no, I'm, I'm not drinking anything. It Just, sounds uh, like you're. No, I'm not saying drunk, but yeah, we're we're off to a great start on this show here tonight. No, I'm doing what I'm usually so, doing, just staring at the computer, talking to you, buddy. Yeah, I know you said do do more talking and less staring at the computer. <laughs> no, I, I, with the Pittsburgh Steelers situation, uh, I think it's up to Mike Tomlin now. Like we talk about Antonio Brown, like. You're 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 the guy. You're the coach of this team. You got so much bad things going on. Well, that's why you're paid to be the coach. You got to get these guys on the same page. And I'll tell you, if you if you lose to Tampa Bay, it's going to be mutiny. Uh, I know Antonio Brown missed the. He wasn't in the complex on Monday. Who really cares about that? They're on Tuesday. It's about the production, though. And uh, this is a game you got to win. You're a desperate team. You tied Cleveland. You lost to Kansas City. You got your asses kicked by Patrick Mahomes. Now I get it. Tampa Bay's 2-0, but that's a game you should win. You're a one-point favorite on the road. Get it done, or else there's going to be real hell to pay, Marenzi. Yeah, I think the, the Pittsburgh Steelers should win this game. You're right. That's when a real panic will start to uh, to kick in with, uh, with Steeler fans. 
It's been an ugly start now. Antonio Brown is uh, is the latest disgruntled uh, Pittsburgh Steeler. It's the theme of the year so far this year. You know, Tomlin's always been a very, very, you know, nice guy to the players. You know, the, he's the ultimate players coach. But, you know, eventually, and we saw this with Pete Carroll, who's the ultimate players coach, eventually the players just run over you. You know, that that's what happens. You know, if, you're, if you're just a nice guy all the time, the same crap happens all the time, and it doesn't change. And that's what we're seeing with the Pittsburgh Steelers now. Tomlin's got to get mad. You know, the Steelers players have to get mad. But, you know, their defense, we can talk about Tomlin all we want. Their defense sucks. And is that Tomlin's fault or is it the personnel? They haven't been the same since Shazier uh, got injured last year. But this is a winnable football game for them. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers aren't running the table. Uh, they're not winning all 16 games. So, you know, the Bucks, you know, the Bucks opened up, guys, with the toughest start of the schedule. Toughest start of the season with a schedule in the history of the National Football League uh, with the Saints and then playing the uh, the defending Super Bowl champion Eagles and now playing the Steelers. The combined records of those three teams was the toughest first three games that any team is ever going to play in NFL history. And they've actually already won two of them, which is pretty freaking impressive. But I don't think they're going to win the third one. I actually do like Pittsburgh to win. Uh, on Monday and it's risky because Pittsburgh blow right now their defense is terrible uh, but I believe that uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers get it done I agree with you Marenzi it's a great spot for them Tampa Bay is going to be flying high and I don't know what the hell it is about that division but people every time you're betting like weird stuff take a look at the NFC South every year it's a team that was crap that always leapfrogs when Atlanta was brutal they got good really quick when Carolina was awful they came to the top every single year the team that's kind of on the bottom usually does good things in that division they go they go last to first very very quick i'm not saying tampa bay is going to be a first place team in the division but it's very shocking you see it all the time gabe in that division nobody makes more improvement than the last place team all the time it happens every year almost they go boom they suck yeah, and then they get right to the right to the top yeah there is um there is something to be said uh, about that I don't, I don't know what it is about that division i don't either but it really is it really is the worst to first division uh, all the time and um you know now now it's tampa's turn you know when you just least expect it i'll give, I'll give credit to cory parson i don't know if he's tuning in right now i doubt it he's a high roller he's too busy for us uh but uh cory parson actually picked tampa bay to win this division and i thought he was crazy now he did say this after after they beat the saints in week one so he, I, th- I figured he was just jumping on the bandwagon in week one but he brought up the worst of first stuff, and it does happen repeatedly uh, in this division all the time. It's the only division, too. It's the only division that every team in the division has been to the Super Bowl in like the since they made these new divisions. You know, I don't remember when they changed these stupid divisions. Remember, like, they weren't the same, though. When I went to this 4 4 4 4 4 stuff across the board, I think it was 2002, maybe, 2003, that era. And they're the only division in which every team has gone to the Super Bowl since then. Even Tampa, yeah, Tampa, I guess Tampa Bay would have been right when well, they Tampa changed Bay the won. divisions. But yeah, yeah, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay the won the Super there. Bowl. Yep, the Saints right, won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Tampa won the Super Bowl. Atlanta lost the Super Bowl a couple of years Super ago. Bowl, Car- Carolina lost. Yeah. And Carolina, so, yeah, Atlanta yeah, didn't win any Super Bowls. Nope, they went. Maybe, in, no, your alternate, Bay, the, maybe in your alternate, maybe in your alternate universe. universe? Game. <laughs> yeah, uh, they've never. I know they've never won a Super Bowl. 
I'm actually I, I can't I can't believe even Tampa Bay won that Super Bowl over the, the Raiders that year. Rich Gannon and the Raiders were man, that guy was on fire that year. And they were seven point dogs in that game and they kicked ass in a high scoring Super Bowl. So yeah, maybe it's a Buccaneer renaissance. We'll see, Marenzi. But uh, you know the NFL. It changes week to week, long season. they got a lot of work to do still with the defense, too. They can get carved up by Pittsburgh's offense. I expect the Steelers to put up uh, 30, 32 to 35 points in that game, I'm thinking. Yeah, you know, it's, it might be a trap with a total of 53.5, but I'm going to walk right into that trap. Um, it's good. It should be a high-scoring game. Pittsburgh can't stop anybody. Tampa's offense has been explosive. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick's been a hell of a story to start this year, except um, no quarterback can play at the level that he's playing at on a weekly basis. And it's the same thing with Mahomes this week, with uh, yeah. with Mahomes and Kansas City. What's interesting about this game with Kansas City Chiefs is they haven't played, they haven't played uh, a home game yet. So Mahomes' two wins have come on the road. First of all, they played in front of their home fans in Los Angeles when they played the Chargers. Yeah. And then uh, last week, they go into Pittsburgh, and they win that football game. Now they go home for real. They play in Kansas City. They're laying six and a half points. Mahomes is the talk of the league, or at least one of the talks uh, of the league. And we saw this with the Jets, where they surprised. They went home, and they lost. There's just more pressure at home. Sometimes it's easier to win on the road. You know, it's his first, you know, it's not really his first start. I guess he played last year in a game. Uh, But his first home start... Laying six and a half. I mean, nobody believed in the Chiefs at all coming into the year. They were underdogs. They've been underdogs in both football games. And now they're six and a half point favorites. It's early in the week, but, well, it's not that early in the week, actually. We're midweek right now. But I'm leading with San Francisco plus the points here. And this total is up to 50. It was up to 57, 57 and a half, 56 and a half right now. I'm with you. I think San Francisco's a good lean in that game. I'd love to get seven, Morency. Yeah, I wake up today to uh, angry email. It's like, uh, so one of my fantasy uh, partners, so we lost last week because I, I started Breeze instead of Mahomes in, in the big league. I'm 2-0 in my other leagues, and I'm 0-2 in the big $30,000 winner league, you know, with the with the high rollers from up north. But anyway, yeah, like, I got threats. Like, what the hell are you doing, you idiot? You start uh, Breeze over Mahomes. I'm like, okay, so so you're telling me you're I, I made a bad decision by starting Breeze against Cleveland instead of Mahomes against Pittsburgh. Like, are you kidding me on the road? Like, that's the thing. These guys are all hindsight 2020. And he's like, oh, you better start Mahomes this week. I'm like, yeah, but that's the thing. Exactly what you said. Will Mahomes do the same thing three weeks ago? I don't think so. And Drew Breeze and, and New Orleans is playing Atlanta. And I know I can tell you one thing. Usually when these teams get together, it's a barn burner. So that's the thing about this fantasy sports stuff. Everybody's an expert uh, day late, dollar short. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, I, so, so you're not going to start Drew Brees. Okay. Like, he's just only one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But we didn't know the Saints were going to be off to such a cold start. Now, the Saints have stumbled out of the gate, uh, Saints and Falcons. Big game for both these uh, football teams, uh, with uh, both of them already with one loss uh, already. A lot of big games this week, man. The NFL season goes by quickly, and it feels long. Oh, there's 16 games, but, you know, we've talked about only 12%. It's actually up to 12. So 12% of teams that go 0-2 actually end up making the playoffs. You go 0-3, you're all but screwed. Pittsburgh with the tie right now. You know, Pittsburgh, if they lose this game to Tampa, their season's not over, but it's close to being over. You're 0-2-1 especially if Cincinnati wins and they go three and oh, suddenly Cincinnati's got a two and a half game lead uh, on you. Just, you know, the two, a couple of more games and then boom, 25% of the season is over uh, right now. So this is a real crossroads week uh, here at cam. Like, you know, I talk about the Cincinnati Bengals and the Carolina Panthers. 
man, if the Bengals win the game, they're three and zero, and you know, not a lot of people saw that uh, coming. Their their percentages and their the probabilities of them making the playoffs going to it's going to climb extremely high uh, right now. Some big games this week, some interesting games. Um, you know, Denver Broncos could potentially be three and zero. We're still learning about these teams, Cam. We'll find out more in the next couple of weeks. We sure will. And I'll tell you one thing, Gabe, uh, already. Um, that's one game that's uh, talked. You, you talk about your Carolina Panthers. Well, I like the Carolina Panthers this week. I like them. I, I think they're going to beat uh, Cincinnati. I think, it's, I, I think it's a great spot for Carolina. They're at home laying three. Uh, you saw the rookie DJ Moore drop a ball in the end zone that would have got you, your Panthers, to overtime with Atlanta, and then anything would have happened after that. I think Cincinnati now feeling good about themselves. Yeah, sure, you beat down the Ravens on national TV, but now Carolina at home. I think they're going to put on a great performance for the fans. I think McCaffrey's going to have a big game. Cam Newton will do his thing, and uh, three doesn't seem like a big enough number. I think Cincinnati's going to be a popular dog this week, but I lean to your Panthers. Yeah, Carolina's a good home team. It's always a risk when you take Carolina on the road. And I knew going in that uh, Carolina had struggled on the road in divisional games, that Cam Newton had struggled on the road, ATS, in divisional games. He got drilled in that game early. I mean, it's amazing he didn't get knocked out of the game, actually. And it's, One thing with Carolina, though, the stupidity of their franchise in that uh, they only have one other quarterback on the roster. So they don't have three quarterbacks. And you know who their backup quarterback is, is uh, Heineken. Taylor Heineke, Heineke mufflers, yeah, or Heineke, yeah, that Heineke, Heineke or Heineke, 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 yeah, Heineke, whatever, that's Heineke, Heineke, yeah, Heineke, you know, I don't, I don't get it, like, I don't get how he can be your only, like, if Cam Newton gets hurt, which Cam Newton gets hit a lot, Cam Newton gets hurt, you're screwed, like, and that's the thing, you bet on Carolina, and it's a big risk, you're really hoping that Cam Newton doesn't get hurt in the game. That's a great point. Like all, all other teams, like, you know, you got a backup that's uh, serviceable guys with experience. Yeah. What Heineke had what a, a couple good preseason games. It's interesting that the DA district uh, attorney, Derek Anderson's not there anymore because at least he's a competent backup, but yeah, that's very dangerous in the Cam Newton style game. He gets murdered all the time. So yeah, your bet with whale capper, you better hope that Cam stays healthy. Yeah. That's, that's always the risk. Uh, that, 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 that's a risk without a doubt. All right, um, so the Daily Roto betting uh, machine is putting its uh, picks together right now as we speak. And uh, I'm just going over this. We'll share some of this a little bit later on. We've got Sports Rage versus the Machine um, this evening. And uh, Ted Savransky is going to join us uh, from Las Vegas. Uh, Mark Lawrence joins us from Florida. And uh, last week, uh, we all, we, we did a Skype call and... Um, yeah, it did. It didn't. Uh, didn't work. Like I, you've got a better chance of me, Mark Lawrence, and Teddy. Teddy covers going to a strip club and picking up a bunch of twenty-three-year-old strippers <laughs> than we do pulling off a Skype call between the three of us. All right. Sorry, that was good. I, I'm, I'm just, just saying. You guys like, walking out with young chicks, going, "Hey, that would be great. It would be a great picture." Nah, it's not going to happen. It, it wouldn't. It wouldn't happen. <laughs> I'm actually visualizing so, it in a perfect world. Yeah, so this week we're, we've simplified things. We're going, we're going with the phone lines, and Ooh, uh, it should be a good phones. thing. It should, should be better. God bless Mark Lawrence, but he sets the Skype up like two inches from his face. Um, you got Ted Savransky's in, in Vegas. Like, uh, it was grumpy as hell. And, um, yeah, yeah, it was a real, uh, it was a real uh, episode last week <laughs> putting, putting this show together. Now, this week I'm the only one on Skype. 
which uh, that could be an episode as well. Yeah, you, you, you never really know. That's why, listen, we've got the live video chat uh, rolling here uh, right now. So you guys have a sneak peek of the craziness uh, behind the scenes. So Lou's going to join us. Lou from Gamblu.com. We got into a big argument with Lou on here last week. And I insist yep. that we do it again. I'm going after him again today. <laughs> Poke the bear. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Lou's like, oh, I'm surprised you're even inviting me back. I was like, no, no. no we oh, love, we you. love you, we Lou. We love you, Lou. <laughs> we love Lou. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. Added some new material. Well, we're adding new material to the show that was recorded uh, about 20 years ago, 25 years ago. Sounds like homicide, uh, what we're doing. <laughs> we're, we, we're recording a song. We're recording a song. I, I swear to God, man, it was written in like 1986 or something. Right now, you are listening to Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. Yeah, I asked if Cam was drinking something earlier, but I wasn't implying that you were drunk. I wasn't like, oh, are you drunk right now? I thought, like, I caught you in between, like, you were, it sounded like you were having a sip of something uh, when, when, I, when oh. I sent it uh, to you. But I, I have noticed uh, on the promos, on, like, the, the promos, like, game time decisions, and there's a clip of me talking and stuff. I don't know. I do sound drunk all the time. I, I, I noticed this the other day. <laughs> In which I heard a Actually, promo. the last one. I'm like, you're right. At the, yeah. the intro game, the, like the, the last one that you did talking about Tony Finau, you sound wasted. Like, I know, I know, started. but I'm not. Yeah, I, and I, yeah, but, but I'm I, not. No, but I know that's. The, I know, but that's what. No, that's. Yeah, the but best I don't know if is. they're. I don't know if they're dragging <laughs> my voice out and they're condensing it or something. I don't know what the hell's going on, man. But it's got to stop. <laughs> like, you're right. It sounds like I'm hopped up on Valium or something. Tony Finau. Like Tony Finau. Like, yeah. You know, Cam. Uh, yeah, I don't understand. Doesn't win, but he gets the top tens. And yeah, I know. It's just like yeah, I'm like wow because <laughs> no, it just sounded different. Like it was just kind of yeah. But when I actually yeah, no, you... said this live on the show yesterday, <laughs> it sounded normal. I said Tony Finau's yeah, worth a look. I didn't sound yeah. all wasted. But I've noticed this. I'll admit it. I know. In these promos, I sound wasted all the time. Like, I, I don't I know what the deal is. Like, or is it just more you? I don't know. You, you, it's more. Yeah, no. I, I, well. Maybe we're both wasted and we don't even know we're wasted. <laughs> I feel wasted. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. Maybe it's the microphone <laughs> and it's the, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, man. I, 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 don't, I, I can't gotta explain be, I, it. Listen, I got to be honest with you. Like, since you've given me, you know, from Renzi Studios, I took the board back and whatever, like a couple times, like knock on wood, I'm knocking on my, my table and my head that, uh, you know, and you're basically, you're at a wicked uh, jamming spot in, in, in the burbs, putting the record together, and our boys are in New York. So hopefully, like, the sound of things, like, you sound very crystal clear to me right now. But you're right. When it comes back on the, on the promo, promos, we sound a little bit different. So I got no idea. 
Yeah, maybe it's losing a generation of sound in the editing process. I have no clue. We're not. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know what it is. But Greg <laughs> Schneider in the chat even says, "Sounds like I took a Xanax and drank a couple of beers." It and, sounded and good though. No, no, no. You. <laughs> I'm drinking a Gatorade. I'm drinking Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> Unless there's someone now, spiked right? my Gatorade, I don't know. <laughs> oh, that, was, that was awesome. We're going to see today. Promo. Yeah, we're going to see. I know, the Tony female promo. I sound drunk and wasted. It's, it's, I, I enjoy it, though. I thought it was strong. Can we play this? You guys have this in the booth yeah. here? And so I always get mad when they don't respond right away. But I've been up in that room, and it is pretty crazy. You know, a guy that's been killing it uh, through this FedEx. And like I said, I don't even understand the format. I don't even care. I know this is the last (laughs) one, the last tournament. Uh, But uh, what about Tony Finau? Finau I sound like a drunk guy on a bus. But he never wins Finau, right? But he just, he racks up the wins. He racks up the top tens, too. Weekdays, 4 p.m. Eastern. Wow, that's... No, it is. Yeah, we got it. We, got it. we can't play that promo I... anymore. Don't play that no. promo anymore. Like, <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to ask you to remove the promo. It's a whole like promo. It. No, but I re- no, Gabe. We no, did no, the show yesterday. Is... You, you didn't. Yeah. You didn't sound like that, though. That's what I'm trying to say. I, I know I'm doing the show like with that. you. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I, I have no idea how that happened. I got a question uh, who put together the promo right now? <laughs> it's like the FanDuel sports ticket for $82,000. It's like, you know. <laughs> Are we really going to go through the whole intro song here? No, no, no. Yep. Tony Fee now has big feet. Frankenstein. Guy wears like a size 18. He's like an NBA player. So, yeah, like I was saying, so the FanDuel ticket guy, you're supposed to check the ticket, right? I mean, the customer's supposed to check the ticket, but the the sports taker, ticket taker, is supposed to check the ticket as well. He didn't check the ticket. It's the same thing as his promo. It's like, I don't understand why we're doing a promo where I sound like I'm on Xanax. Unless unless Xanax is a sponsor of the show. <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> I, I, think, I think they slowed my voice down. I like it. You know what whatever. I mean? I think I think I spoke quickly, and there's some sort of weird effect going on here. Ooh, or something. Whatever yeah, it is, yeah. I don't like it. It's no good. Slower and drunker. <laughs> That's great. I speak fast. Yeah. I don't even speak slow. I know. No, you speak really fast. No, I'm I'm fast talking, Cam, and you you speak. I sound wasted. Let's just well. call it out for what it is. I sound wasted yeah. in that promo. You do. No, there, I'm not. Now, I'm not it. saying no, I've never been. I'm not saying I've never been wasted before, but. I wasn't wasted when I was talking about Tony Finau yesterday. <laughs> I got to uh, tell you, the I'm way this show's off. going, I'm probably going to get probably going to end up getting yeah, wasted yeah. right after the show. <laughs> I think you're being I think you're being a little hard on the show, Marenzi. I think we're back on track here. I'm, I'm feeling positive, Pete Carroll style. It's all good. It's, a good it's all good. It's a good thing you're not in our band, man. You you would like uh, you're such a happy-go-lucky guy. 
Maybe I'm just being more. Uh, I, got, um, I get pissed off I'm, too. Yeah, I know, but you see me snap. Like this morning, we woke up and we started uh, we started uh, rehearsing one of the songs for the record, and it took about three minutes, and it just blew up into <laughs> it blew up into a 22 minute like rage fest. Everyone going back and forth, and it's funny. Our bassist comes up to me after, and he goes, "You know." He goes, I really enjoy watching you and Brian fight like that. He goes, but he goes, I can just, I always just think if someone just walked in and, and didn't know, would think, oh my God, these guys are crazy. And he goes, then you guys, you know, it's, you were laughing about it after. And, you know, it's an intense process. So, yeah, yeah, we're very, very hard. You know what I mean? Very, very hard on ourselves, Cam. So I'm trying to bring that discipline right yep. now. Like, this is what Mike Tomlin needs to do. I'm trying to bring the homicide discipline to the program here. Yeah, uh, now, yeah. No mistake. No mistake. Broadcasting. Hit your post. Yeah, 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 nice yeah, yeah. Clean. Exactly. All right. Out on time. And good then, promos. And then, and then good reads. Uh, yeah, we're ready to start. Yeah, and we're ready. I'm sitting here waiting for the show to start, and then I hear you waiting in the background. Hey, everybody! It's uh, hey, uh, Cam Stewart. Why? <laughs> he gave me a message. He said, "If Gabe's not there, t- you know, I'm just doing. I'm just doing what I'm told, buddy. That's uh, you know what I mean. Like yeah, I don't know. What now I don't know if you're cutting. Yeah, listen to me. Listen to me and Cardano only from now on. That's that's the only two people. Well, you talk you talking to and, me or the producer? No, yeah, I'm talking to everybody actually. I'm talking to everybody. <laughs> and and Lou my own. And, and Lou. Yeah, if Lou, if Lou has Lou. something then, yeah, yeah. You know. yeah, if Lou yeah. has something to say, yeah, he will respond for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, we'll, we'll be better off uh, we'll be better off that way. See, I'm going to be tuning in for today's promo and I better not sound drunk in this one. I'm telling you, I think they, they they condensed my take or something like that and stretch out my voice or whatever. I think there was like, well, uh, something's been done. It was manipulated. That's the word I'm looking for. It was manipulated. <laughs> Copyright infringement. Oh, yeah. The, well, with they have the technology, you've seen those programs. You could do anything with anybody's voice, right? So, eh, you know, That's you, you might be onto something there. There's no way. There's no way that somebody as talented and as somebody with uh, the golden pipe, such as myself, could possibly sound like that, Cam. <laughs> it has to be manipulated. Has to be. Golden pipes. <laughs> yeah, gold, yeah, gold, golden pipes. Uh, yeah, nice it's actually, you know what the thing that I'm going to tell you something about you that absolutely amazes me? The one thing that I've known not just like just doing the shows it's the, the fact that you never lose your voice when your voice is that raspy too like like the thing is most normal people like you know what i mean when you're at a concert you're screaming you're screaming you're screaming you're screaming, eventually it ends like you just go you, like you do this kind of cough thing and then boom and then it like appears again it's kind of like a magician who pulls another rabbit out of his hat i don't know how the hell hell how, how the hell you do it because we've been in this uh, I've been industry a heavy metal time, today, and I've too. never yeah, I know. That's 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 it's quite a feat, man. You got the strong larynx there, that's for sure. Big time. I'll it's give like you you want, you want a little sample? I'll give you a little vocal sample if you want. Okay. I was lost, but now I'm found. Sounds heavier with the crunch behind. Yeah. <laughs> <With> the guitar. <laughs> that's another thing too. Well, yeah. you guys are gonna fight no, think no, about it. So- I didn't know I didn't well, I was going to say, first of all, uh, that was probably nice that you guys had a nice family dinner and everything last night with the turkey and the trimmings and the sides. That oh, sounds, yeah, like, that sounds lovely. Turkey. Oh, I'm so great jealous. Dinner. 
But I'll tell you, living with like you're not kids anymore. You're also grown men. I know it's a, you said it's a very spacious place in the burbs, but you're a grown man in a band, and you're spending a week together with people that you haven't seen, and you're putting together things that are very, very hard to create. Of course, there's going to be tension. If there wasn't tension, it wouldn't you wouldn't have a band. It's actually nice that you guys haven't thrown thrown fists. It's uh, probably a, a good thing. You must really care about each other. Yeah, yeah, tension is good. You're right, especially when you're putting together a heavy metal record. You need tension. It's got to yeah, be you're tension. Not, uh, and, this isn't yeah, flowers, hippies, is and uh, rainbows here. This isn't Joan Baez. You guys are doing a metal record. So, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? And everybody just poppers. Everybody, um, no, speaking of wasted, they were wasted. Um, oh, yeah. Didn't they, like, Big have job. sex with each other? Like, weren't they, like, yeah, yeah. I don't even want to get in. A lot, of dr- lot of drugs, too. A lot of, lot of psychedelics. I see... Um, we're talking about things that uh, don't have a hope in hell and happening, like uh, me, Mark Lawrence, and uh, Teddy Covers walking out of a strip club with uh, 23-year-old strippers on our arm. Is uh, So Eric Dickerson, we talked about this yesterday, NFL Hall of Famers, they want uh, they want to be paid. And no one really knew what they wanted, basically. So Eric Dickerson says every NFL Hall of Famer should get $300,000 a year to be a Hall of Famer. It's nuts. not going to happen. No, that's not. That's definitely so not what, once, what, That's a pipe dream. So what? Once what, you're in the Hall of Fame, like for 30 years, you need nine million dollars. It's a cash for life. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, it's a cash for life lottery, Gabe. Hey, right, 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 right. It's like the commercial. Hey, I got thousands. You know what, every single day of my life. <laughs> you know what though? The NFL Hall about. of Fame does make money. They do use the players' likeness and all this. I don't have a problem with them coming up with something which would be nice. Actually, listen, you're in the Hall of Fame. Here's a million dollars. You know what I mean? Thanks for your service. Here's a million dollars. Yep. They could easily do that. I think they could go up to two million. But three hundred K a year, whatever, man. Ladaniel Tomlinson's in a Hall of Fame. He's like forty years old right now. Exactly. <laughs> pay Some of these guys are gonna live the like in their nineties. Exactly. Yeah, Think so what? It, you get into the Hall of Fame and it means you make fifty nine million dollars? Like it's a little like even yeah. me. I take the player yeah, side all the time, but even me, I'm like, hey, like, yeah, it's chill out. As I say, yeah, settle down, bad. Eric. 300k a year is a little a little much bro <laughs> like you know yeah that's a bad business model for the hall of fame they'll go broke i don't care how much money they make now they can't afford that and there's a lot of people in the hall of fame too right you do the math gabe great point you bring up too some of these guys are young so what are they going to live for another 65 70 years that's nuts no that that can cam you know how many people are in the nfl hall of fame i didn't know this i just i'm seeing this right now i'm not going to pretend i knew but i'll ask you so i see the math what it would cost what it would cost them there's 318 people in the Hall of Fame. Yep. There's 318 people. That's a lot of money. That's 95 million dollars. Yeah, that's, that can't happen. That's 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 a big chunk of change. Yeah, yeah. Like the that's NFL is kicking out 95 million dollars a year to a yeah. bunch of dudes that don't play anymore. Exactly. Hey, listen, <laughs> I like the Hall of Fame. To really but... make money. No, I, I agree, but that's that, that's ludicrous. That's not going to happen, and uh, no, that's <laughs> – I don't care. You're right, though. It'd be nice if they had, like, a one-time payment, like a career achievement. Like, you know what I mean? Like, here's your check. You were the best of the best. You get this, and boom. Like, it's a like a one-time thing. Thank you very much because you said it, yeah. They have the busts of the players. That's their likeness. They use them in ads. They do all that stuff. I, I'm with you. I think, they, I think you should get a one-time payment. You can't do $300,000 a year. That's just silly. Well, Eric Dickerson actually does make a point here, yet it's just because there's so much money. So Eric Dickerson says $300,000 a player is 70 cents out of every $100 the NFL brings in. 
70 cents. That's what it would be. So that's what they're looking for. They want 70 cents out of every $100 for NFL Hall of Famers. So he's putting it, he's smart. He broke it down into, you know, for 10 cents a day, you can save someone's life. So he's basically saying for 70 cents, you can hook up NFL Hall of Famers. And he he brings a point. He goes, you know, we want health insurance and a better pension for all former players. Let's make history. This is the worst nightmare right now for the NFL, Cam. The NFL players, they they don't stick together, the NFL players. And the collective bargaining agreement is coming up in 2021. So that's, we always wonder if it was 2020 or 2021. It's actually after the 2021 season. So it's around the corner, though, this. So three years from now, and you can tell there's more and more animosity. Like, you know, before it just used to be Gene Upshaw would screw the players over and, you know, everyone went about their business. Now there's different fractions. There's a lot of people that don't like Goodell. There's a lot of players. You have the Anthem guys. You've got the protesters. You've got sort of money guys that are like, we're getting screwed. There's a lot of different angles that people are going to come at the, at the NFL at here in 2021. And now this is the worst nightmare that you've got like, you know, hundreds of former Hall of Famers that are now demanding money saying they're going to boycott. You know, Roger Goodell, man, you know, it's like you talked about it, Cam. This is why Roger Goodell gets the big bucks, right? Yeah, you know, you, yeah, you're talking about Tomlin. To <laughs> you were saying Tomlin gets paid big bucks, and hey, he's got to figure something out for the Steelers. It's like Roger Goodell. You're making $50 million a year. And you know what it is with Roger Goodell is he never should let all these things get this far. This is what happens when you tune everybody out, you tell everybody to F off constantly, and yep. you tell everybody like consistently, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? And now, eventually... You know, you've got like six different fractions saying, you know what, this, we're going to sue you. That's what we're going to do about it. Or we're going to we're going to boycott the Hall of Fame or we're going to we're going to have a, a lockout. Yeah, man. You know, I've told people this for a couple of years, Cam. Enjoy NFL football while it's on TV for the next couple of years, because it might not be there yeah. for a year or two. Like this could get pretty ugly. Uh, yeah, I agree. That, that's a really good point. And, and Goodell, too. Think about it. This guy never risked anything. He never played on the field. He never got hurt, never did anything. And he's raking in $50 million. That just incenses players even more. You're right. This is a very, very close to like a war, a mutiny situation where uh, a lot of different people are going to be pissed. It's it's good. That's a great point you bring up, Gabe. I'd actually make that bet. I'd say in the next couple of years, uh, there's going to be a big, big labor problem. Well, you, you, when I say there's different angles from this, you've got a guy like Le'Veon Bell. Le- Le'Veon Bell's not talking about former players. You know, he's a current player that he's wants to get paid. paid now. Yep. And he wants to change the, the pay structure. you got former players bitching. you got current players bitching. Um, you've got all kinds of uh, legal issues on the table here with the concussions and the future of the National Football League. Time to get to work, Adele. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio continues. Are you having fun yet? Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844 844- 
843-6879. The Fancy Sports Radio Network, your free fancy source, 24 hours a day. Game time decision. Ready to rage radio. Lou will join us in the five o'clock hour. Yesterday, we never got a chance to get to the prices for this week's uh, DFS uh, football. We'll take a little look at uh, Thursday night football games. Well, we got the Browns and uh, the Jets. Real train wreck of a game. Uh, tomorrow night, but uh, Cam Stewart's really looking forward to it. <laughs> I am. It's going to be a great game. It's going to be better than Bears-Seahawks. Like, what, what, what's saying that game was good? The first half of that game was one of the worst football games ever. It was pathetic. It was awful. Like, it, watching Seattle's offense, was it was sickening. But anyway, I think the Jets uh, and Cleveland are actually going to offer us a little bit more. It's going to be one of those though, games everyone thinks is going to be shit that's going to be good, and uh, I'm actually really looking forward to it. What did I say last year? I, I, I said this all last year, and I brought it up a lot this year, in that um, the Chicago Bears, we played two games, uh, two weeks this year in the NFL. The Bears have been prime time in both of them. Yep. It's like, why? You know, like, why? I, I, you know, why? Because they have a big market? I, I don't get it. Like, the Bears have been on TV twice. Now, and like you said, that Bears-Seahawks game was putrid. It was terrible. The, the Bears-Packer game was entertaining. Um, yep. But where I'm going with this is, if you look, I think this year, the NFL, it's been very entertaining, actually. And I'm usually pretty grumpy, as you know. It comes to the shock. But I'm usually pretty grumpy. Yep. Like, I often wake up on Sundays, and I remember tweeting a lot in past years, this is what we wake up for, this is what we look forward to all week. You know, what a pile of crap. There's one good game out of 14, whatever. And I've often bitched about that, about the NFL sort of being overhyped. And in the actuality, there's only like one or two good games a day. And then the Super Bowl is always crazy and they rinse and repeat. I found, though, that, man, look, you've had two ties. You've had ties in the first two weeks of the season. You've had comebacks. You've had blown leads. You've had like monster crazy games, comeback stories, Fitzpatrick, Mahomes. I think think the NFL has been great. Uh, I I think the the football, I think it's been entertaining. Uh, They just find a way to screw it up. But, look, all the good games, Cam, were not on prime time. They put the Jets and the Lions on TV. The game sucked. The Lions were terrible. You know, they put the Raiders and the Rams on TV. It was okay, but whatever. It was a mismatch. It was a pretty bad game. It was bad. They put Seattle and Chicago on. Boring as hell. Like, you know, think of all the great games that there's been in the NFL the first two weeks. None of them are on prime time. It's stupid. And then tomorrow, they got the Browns and the Jets. Yeah. I'm not. I, I know, I'm not I don't a Bengals yeah, I Ravens. That's you know. It, it, that's if you're if you're a hardcore football fan, it's cool. But it's not a flashy, sexy game to put on primetime TV. That game either. No, I agree with you. And and the primetime game. No, it actually game was one of the most the worst games was Dallas and the Giants. Those are supposed to be like uh, you know good teams, divisional yeah. rivals. That game sucked. That game was a steaming pile of crap, the same way that Chicago and Seattle was. It was it was a horrible game. Watching Eli Manning fall down every, every single play there, there was no electrifying plays in that game. It was actually a pretty boring football game. To your point, yeah, all the, all the great games have been uh, at, at the 1 o'clock Eastern start. They've been fantastic games uh, all throughout the season. And I'll tell you, though, Gabe, taking a look at just, you know, from a betting perspective early, take a look. Other than the Bears, who were a dog covering, take a look at the, the home team's 
Look, take a look at the home teams. Other than the Jets, Jets uh, losing to uh, Detroit. Last week, we see Bears are winning. They win that game. The Bengals beat the Ravens at home. All Take a look at the home teams in the last four or five primetime games. Dallas takes care of business against the New York Giants. All that stuff. They've won every it's, one it's of them, I guess, except, except for the except Monday for night, the first month. The first yep. Monday night, uh, Monday, the doubleheader, both road teams won. The Jets won and the Rams won. Mm-hmm. Then since then, um, it's been a, 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 home, a home fest. But if you look, here's the Detroit Lions on TV again. Nobody wants to watch the Detroit Lions, you know? And here they are, national television again. Ooh, because it's Matt Patricia. Screw Matt Patricia. Oh, it's the Patriots versus the Lions on Sunday night football. You know, like, I'm looking at this. The Patriots are always on TV. The Lions were just already on TV already this year. You yeah. look at these other games. You're telling me the Chargers and the Rams, would, that would have been cooler on Sunday Night Football? I you agree. know, the Raiders and the, the Dolphins would have been cooler. The Saints and the Falcons would have been cooler. The Colts and the Eagles would be cooler. The Redskins and the Packers would be cooler. Um, Way cooler. You know, the, the Panthers and the Bengals would be cooler. You know, they, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, it's always the same crap with the NFL. They either put really bad games on TV and figure, you know what, people will watch it anyway. So let's just, and th- it makes sense. They used to do this later in the year. At least I'll give them credit for this. If you're going to put the Jets and the Browns on TV, you do it early in the season. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like the Jets are one and one right now. Like you don't put the Jets and the Browns on TV in week 11 when they're both four and six or four and seven or, you know, three and eight or whatever. So at least they put the crap ass teams on TV early. But I know that, and then and then people blame Kaepernick, or they blame the anthem stuff, or they uh, this and oh, ESPN's too political, and why the NFL ratings are down. No, the rating the ratings on Sunday are fine. It's the prime time ratings that are down because they consistently put crap ass games on or the same teams. Like, aren't you sick of watching the New England Patriots play football? Of course I am. <laughs> I've been sick of watching them play football for years. I'll tell you a great game. But you need this to see okay. Tom Same. Brady on TV every Sunday, no, Monday don't. night. You know, I don't. I got. I got a great game for you. Say, say, okay. So I'm, I'm good. Oh, me and you are running the NFL right now. I'm just looking at the. Tw- I'm looking at the one o'clock games. You know what a perfect primetime game would be? San Francisco and Kansas City. You got Patrick Mahomes, good yep. young quarterback, high flying offense, and then you got Jimmy Garoppolo and San Fran, an up and coming team. That game is at one o'clock, buried with a whole slew of games. That is a perfect, perfect primetime game. It's got star power. It's got new NFL power with Patrick Mahomes. It's got Jimmy Garoppolo. People get to know about him. It's a per- it's a perfect storm, and you get the Western market, Midwest, and all the other football fans. I, hey, man, I, I I like that's the thing, but. You know, that's the way that's the way it goes, Marenzi. They they do the same damn thing. You said it. I'm sick and tired of the primetime games suck. They suck. The one o'clock games are great. Like when you guys are doing your show on Sunday, that's 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 when the magic happens. The one o'clock Sunday card is beautiful because you know you're gonna get at least three or four wicked games, wicked finishes, and big things are gonna happen anyway. I think San Francisco and Kansas City makes all the sense in the world, but hey, we're not running the show. I also think it makes a lot of sense. Um in that San Francisco game to uh, to take San Francisco plus the points. I agree. You know, you, I you like the Niners. At, um, uh, seriously looking at uh, San Francisco in this spot here. Yeah, I, I I'm all I'm all over I'm all over San Francisco in this game. I'm gonna tell you, buddy. It's just one of those things. I think the, I think the 49ers with that big big young team on, on the road. I've always liked Kansas City better. As a dog, not a favorite, and that's the thing. They're good. And a division dog, they always come out and cover the spreads. San Francisco, on the other hand, let's take a look at what the Niners have done. 
in the first game, Morency, you saw you saw what happened. They 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 were in that game against Minnesota. They had a fumble at the one yard line and key mistakes at the end of that game. They could have actually covered that game last week against Detroit at home. They were up big. They let Detroit kind of come back late. But San Francisco, I think they're in a really good spot this week. I'm with you. I think San Francisco covers uh, the six and a half points. And I think they can, they, they, like, if they lose, they lose by a field goal in that game. I think they can win outright. It's going to be a high-scoring game. Total was all, all the way up to 57 and a half. It's being bet down a little bit uh, right now. But, yeah, I'm not a fan of betting on teams. We often talk about this, Ken. We, we talk about it in other leagues, too. When teams have these great road trips and they go back home, they always lose yep. that first game back home. Now it's a little bit different with football because it's not a, it's not like a, you know eighteen days in a row on the road in a hotel or something like that. You know, you go on the road, you go back home, you go back on the road, you go back home. But playing their first home game, and you know the it's just the the pressure of a home opener and stuff is a little bit different. Like I said, we saw the Jets just completely uh, uh, just completely melt. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Is eight and one straight up and seven and two against the spread as a starter. You and I talked about that first game uh, in Minnesota. They actually played pretty good in that game. I watched that they game. Did. Me and Corey, yeah, me and Corey were in the studio doing the live show. And I'm not going to be there this Sunday, guys, but I'll be back for the following Sunday uh, football uh, fantasy live. Great stuff. We really enjoyed it. But you watched that game. Minnesota are damn good. And San Francisco was battling. They fell behind early, but San Francisco didn't quit. And like you said, last week, they, they were in control of that football game. They took the pedal off the metal. They got backdoored. But they're a physical team, and I think they could trade points with Kansas City as well and come up with a stop or two, actually. I'd like to be getting that full seven, though, Cam. You know, we'll see if we can get there. If it stays at six and a half, we can buy the point to two seven. And I think that's a prudent move, too, because it's not going to cost too much. I'm also looking at another six-point dog early. I, I haven't put this uh, one in yet. But I know, I think you disagree with me on this pick, but hold on here. I'm going with the Giants. Uh, I, I don't like what I saw out of Eli Manning and the Giants, but that was in Dallas, and Dallas was in desperation mode. I've been very, very unimpressed with the Houston Texans so far, and now I have to lay six points with them. They've been in these positions before where, oh, yeah, this is their week where they're coming back. I remember years and years and years as a favorite at home. They haven't covered that number. I actually think the Giants could get a run could get a run game going against them, and I think six points is too many points there. Though I like San Francisco more, I think the Giants at plus six is going to be on my card too. A little more research, but uh, I don't trust Houston It's a tough game. It's a tough game. There's a lot of numbers that um, – there's there's a lot of numbers and a lot of trends that uh, play into the New York Giants' favor in this football game, Cam. But, you know, I actually took a leap of faith with the Giants in week one against the Jaguars. And they could have covered – they could have won the game outright. They, they lost by yep. five. They scored a touchdown. If they would have got the two-point convert, they actually could have covered or got a push, depending on your number, three, three and a half, when, when you bet it. But Eli Manning couldn't hit the open guys. And Odell Beckham was getting open. Odell got the better of Jalen Ramsey, but Eli couldn't take advantage of it. And then I said to myself, you know what? And not to myself, but I said it to everyone. I said, you know, I think the Giants' offense will look a lot better against the Cowboys' defense. Uh, than it did against that really, really tough Jags defense. And the Cowboys defense is pretty good, too. But, you know, I just thought, all right, they're going to get going. Cam, they can barely pick up first downs, this Giants team. Oh, I know. Like, that's my thing with them. I know, and I know Houston. We'll get to Houston in a minute here. Houston's been a disappointment. But the Giants, 
Like Eli Manning, you you just talked about it yesterday. You know, we were talking about yeah, it or Monday or whatever. You were saying about how, you know, the play breaks down. He can't get, uh, you know, if the offensive line can't protect him, which they have a hard time protecting him, that the play breaks down right away. His arm strength isn't there. Balls get bad at the line of scrimmage. It's just hard to trust Eli Manning, even though we're getting six points. And I, I get it. I know Houston has flaws. Yeah, well, that's that's what it is. It's, to me, it's not an indictment of the Giants. It's more an indictment of Houston as a six-point home favorite. When they've been in this position before, they haven't really yet. Sure, they might win the game. I'm not sure if they're going to cover the number. I've been very unimpressed. They And look, who are they losing to? Teams like Tennessee? Like, come on, man. Like, the one thing about the Giants is I think they're going to be in desperation mode this week and try to take the game not just out of Eli's hand, a lot of Saquon Barkley, pound and pound and pound and pound them. I think they can do okay, hang around in this game, and then maybe may make a couple plays. It's hard, though. It's a, you said it. Like, it's hard It's hard to trust the Giants because Eli Manning is basically a statue. He can't move, but it's more about Houston. I don't trust them to, to, to win by seven points in this football game. There's like a fat-ass fly that's terrorizing me right now, man. And Maybe, yeah. Because yeah, he, he's big because he had some turkey. Yeah, he had yeah, turkey yeah, and like potatoes last night. He's big. He's a super kitchener, like well fed, except like he's yeah, he's a suburb fly. He's at <laughs> yeah, but he's at the end of his rope. Like he's not as fast as he can be. That's the thing. Keeps, That's like, bounce, the thing. He keeps bouncing flies, back around you can the kill window. Him. Yeah, don't yeah, worry. I know, got, I know, but he get, keeps coming once, right once around it, me. Yeah, don't worry. He'll be dead because the fat flies they they run out of energy real quick. You'll try to get a little bit too close, and then you'll just go bam and. His party's over. Trust me. No, I, I live in the burbs, too. I get a lot of well-fed flies that uh, eat my crumbs, too. And that's the thing. They get a little bit too bold, and then they're done. Because they're not like the little guys. They can't zig in and play games with you. Yeah, There's one that always loves my TV, especially when I'm watching the games at night. He just stays right in the middle of the screen, and I try to get him. But he's fast. He's a small little fly. He's like a Darren Sproles. He's just, me, 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 me. He's everywhere. But the big, fat flies are like linemen. Don't worry, Marenzi. He'll run out of gas. Yeah, the um, say so, well, you've got a fly that just parks right in front of your TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's he's my Sunday night fly. I finish the show, yeah, and I go upstairs. I just got to kind of lie down. I watch the football game. He's always right in the middle. Then he'll like buzz around my head just to piss me off. Then he'll fly right in the middle. They love light, and that's the thing about the TV. You ever notice how they like how they like? Uh, that's the, the thing. Very, I'm, uh, at, I'm at the window in the front yard. It's all yeah. bright. Yeah, so that's why Correct. I keep coming that's back here for it. Yeah, they like the light. They like to tease you, too. The little guys really like to tease. Don't worry. The, the fat guy, uh, he, his, his days are numbered. But give him a little turkey and gravy, and uh, he'll, 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 he'll hit the deck. I'm going to get him. I'm, I'm going to get him at some point. <laughs> yeah, they don't, don't know, make flies like, like that like in the cities. Heard... Oh, here he yeah. is. Here he is. <laughs> oh, I'm going crazy, yeah, bro. Like, it's, it's actually yeah. distracting me and, like, you know, angering me right now. <sighs> you said something like after another game for NC. I know, and that's the thing, man. Like, that's right now, I, I'm impressed though. So, think about it. You got there on the weekend, you finished doing the shows in New York. So, you got to go in, you got to go into Toronto, you got to get to the suburb from there. Bunch of people in a house. Hey, you're doing pretty good, man. Like, it's it's Wednesday right now. So, after that, Thursday, Friday, and then I guess, I guess you guys hit the studio. Oh, we're cruising uh, through the week. The studio. Friday? Fri- Friday is when you start recording yeah. or Saturday? Friday morning. Friday morning. Okay. So cool. Cool. Maybe I'll come down and see you on uh, Friday then. Could I pop? Now you're going to be busy though, right? I don't know. Just we'll, we'll talk about it. I'd like to drop by and see you. 
it's Lisa's birthday on Friday night, so I'm taking her out uh, probably to Red Lobster, one of our uh, haunts. That's so how can you come like by? How can you come by? Fr- how can you come by Friday if you're taking Lisa out on Friday? Oh, take her out at night. If you're going to be there in the morning, I could drop by for lunch or something like that, right? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I was going to yeah, say yeah. more, but I don't want to. I don't want to interrupt you. It's a hundred dollars an hour, so you got to basically say when when's a good time, right? Because I don't want to bother you. But uh, anyway, yeah, maybe on Friday. Yeah, I know. Then, people, uh, I'll be back in town on Saturday. People think like I'm I'm here for some social visit or something like that. <laughs> it's a it's a work trip. Yeah, we're all we're all business. All business, baby. <laughs> all business. Those baseball games into the studio. Games last night were great. What the the baseball last night? What a what a what a shit show! What that was a nightmare. So you went. uh, Mets lost, right? Uh, uh, Boston lost. Your Oakland A's lost. My my dog lost. It was a. I got one game right last night. The over in that stupid Angels uh, A's game. What a nightmare! I was on fire in baseball too. I pissed it all away last night. God, I'm mad. So stupid. It's best. I was on fire. It's best not to bet on baseball at this time yeah. of the year. Yeah, maybe. 2K on. night. Yeah, it's a tough night. Fantasy Factor, the only DFS site with exclusive single-entry contests. It's a fun and recreational place to play with smaller leagues and flatter prize pools. They have great free promos like Survivor, Super Bowl, Squares, March Madness, Bracket Contest. Sign up today. Go to FantasyFactor.com. That's FantasyFactor.com. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. The Game Time Decisions, Red Heat Rage Radio continues. I'm Gabriel Morenzi. Kicking it with Cam Stewart. We'll get Lou from Gamblu on in a couple of moments uh, here. Wednesday night, countdown. National Football League uh, is back. Thursday night football. The Cleveland Browns. Extremely rare that the Cleveland Browns are uh, favorites in a football game. Cleveland Browns are three-point favorites. Over the New York Jets tomorrow, we'll bust. Uh, we'll bust through all the props. We'll talk. Uh, we'll we'll take a look at this game from a DFS uh, perspective, though, uh, a little bit uh, later on. Uh, if you enjoy playing daily fantasy sports, but are sick, uh, sick and tired of dealing with professionals like Cam Stewart using algorithms to select hundreds <laughs> of lineups and entries, try the Prop Builder tool over at MyBookie.ag. Forget about having to create multiple lineups. Ditch the hassles of dealing with late scratches. Avoid experts winning ninety percent of the money. Invest in the players that you want without salary caps. And if you sign up for a new account using promo code FNTSY, you can elect an option to receive a 50% deposit bonus uh, with a rollover requirement. No more dealing with late lineup scratches. No experts to compete against. Just you and the props that you choose. Go to mybookie.ag, enter the promo code FNTSY upon sign up and choose 
your matchups and uh, check out the prop builder tool as well. That's mybookie.ag, promo code FNTSY. FNTSY. So Cam mentioned I, I mean, baseball. Uh, I did. Actually, I like Screw the Mets at 605. I, I like the Mets at 605 tonight, Gabe, with Syndergaard going. 20 cents. I think it's I, – I, I know what? I'm coming back to baseball. I'm not just going to have one bad night to take us down. We're, we're tougher than that. We're going to weather the storm, and we're going to come back tonight and think about this card a little uh, bit, you're bit more. You're not a quitter. No, I'm not a quitter. Nobody likes a quitter, Marenzi. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a shot with the Mets. I know uh, Eflin's pretty good. But you know what? I'm going to take the Mets and Syndergaard at 25 cents. I think that's a really nice price for for a certified ace. And uh, you know what? Actually, tonight, don't get don't get upset because they screwed you before. We're going to do exactly what we did last night, but it's going to work tonight. We're going to take the Mets and we're going to take the Red Sox again. The Mets Red Sox dog thing didn't work last night. Our dogs, uh, they were basically they they were horrible dogs. They had no teeth. They got rolled over, beat down. But tonight, with David Price, the price is right, Marenzi, at 145 to the plus. I'm going to take a shot with uh, Boston tonight with the Mets. Uh, the Mets game goes off uh, in about an hour. So that, uh, they're going to be on my card tonight. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're on to something here. Noah Syndergaard, uh, the Mets are 6-2. Uh, and two. They're 6-2 and two in his last uh, eight starts. Um, we talked about the Mets heating up a little bit, playing decent baseball. They're 11-6 and six over the last... Uh, 17 games. Philadelphia is a cold baseball team. I don't have a problem with the Syndergaard pick, and I don't have a problem uh, betting on David Price getting the Red Sox uh, in this uh, spot. Uh, one of the coldest pitchers in baseball right now, Marco Estrada and the um, the Toronto Blue Jays. I've seen the Blue Jays record this year. 14-4 and four, though, against uh, Baltimore, yet Estrada's been hit hard uh, lately, Cam, he gave up five earned runs or more in three of his past uh, four starts. Got uh, lit up for eight runs uh, by the Yankees last Friday. The Blue Jays have lost six of Estrada's last seven starts on the road. A lot of numbers against the Blue Jays here tonight. Well, we yeah, should say against Estrada. Yeah, I'm going to take a shot with the Orioles. I'm going to take a shot with the Orioles with Yacobonis tonight at plus 115. Uh, they were horrible. They pissed away the game with airs last night. It was really tight. Got to give Toronto credit for uh, for winning on the road. They've had problems in Baltimore, but I'm with Baltimore tonight at plus 115. I think Gamblu's there, buddy. Hey, Gabe, I think uh, our boy, Gamblu, yeah. part two. Let's rock. We we welcome uh, Lou from Gamblu. Lou.com to the fold. We're two weeks Lou. in to the National Football League regular season. Uh, we'll start off with this Thursday night with Lou. But, Lou, it's always a pleasure, my man. How you doing, Lou? Doing great, fellas, and uh, it's been a great week, and looking forward to another one. Uh, I'm glad it's nice to hear your voice, you. You. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad it's going, going, going great for someone. <laughs> Not for well, us. So yeah, it's a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to to speak with you, Lou. So let's jump in right here, right now. We'll get right down to business. Um, Jets, Jets and Browns on Thursday night. It's not often, and I'll look up when the last time the Cleveland Browns were actually favored in a football game. But, you know, we're talking about a football team that's won 132 and 1 in their last 34 football games. It's actually been 18 straight. They've, they've lost 18 straight games, or they haven't won in 18 straight games now. And they're three point favorites. It's amazing, isn't it? A week to week league with the. Um, Sort of like fair-weather friends, Lou. They're only around when you have money or when things are going well. That's, you know, that's the um, 
That's the way the lines are this this year in the NFL. You know, Jets big favorites at the Lions. Next week, somehow the Jets are favored against the Dolphins. And, um, and you know, just we go, we go round and round. And then here you go. Here are the Jets, who everybody loved last week to beat the Dolphins and all their favorites, and they look good on Monday Night Football. Suddenly, they're underdogs to the Cleveland Browns, who never win games. Yet Cleveland have actually played decent football this year. What's your opinion on the football game, Gamblu? Yeah, I, uh, I I see a little value here, and I and I like where you're going with it overall, Gabriel. Because let's just look at the look ahead line a week ago before these teams played in two weeks. Cleveland was one and a half, and now I see at the South Point they're three and a half, and at some offshores uh, minus three, wow. minus the one twenty, and so uh, I. Uh, this is clearly with a 40 over under a, a, a defensive struggle. Let's not forget that Todd Bowles faced uh, quarterback uh, to Rod Taylor twice last year. The second time the Jets just buried him. So uh, I, I think there's a lot of good things going here. Uh, even though I don't often look at the road team on a short week on a Thursday night, I, I think it's, Jets plus three and a half, even if you got to pay a little bit of juice, and you're going to get, uh, I think, a live team. What hey, do you Lou, do with I got to ask you, uh, Cam. Yeah, well, Gabe, I, I, basically, I, I kind of like where Lou's going. I'd like to get the hook at three and a half. It's probably not going to get there, but I was going to ask you guys too. And I know it's a very low total, Lou. On like offshore, we're seeing some 30, uh, 39 and a half on our book. Uh, what do you think? I know you're not an advocate of teasers, but I did a teaser and it middled uh, with the Monday night game with Chicago and Seattle. Both sides hit to the over. I was going to ask you, taking the Jets to plus 10 over 32 and a half, do you think we can get 33 points? It's still the NFL. We're going to have penalties, and it seems uh, it seems we can get there getting the Jets with plus 10 and over 32 and a half. What's your opinion on that teaser, Lou? My opinion is that I'm really wary right now of overs, and, and I really tend to lean to the under. I mean, you you got two offensively challenged teams to begin with. And neither team, and, and actually I could be talking of any of the 32 teams in the NFL, none of their offensive lines practiced at all until two weeks ago. Uh, preseason was a total mess. These teams have not played together that much. And quite honestly, the offenses and the running games are just starting to kind of get themselves together. I, I think this thing screams 17-14 myself. And when I play teasers, Cam, uh, not always – uh, I do break rules, but I try and go through the two and the seven. Uh, excuse me, I try and go through the three and the seven because we know that 18.7% of the time NFL games land on the three and 11.8% of the time the seven. So I can save myself 48 to 51% of NFL wins by transcending from the eight to the two or the two to the eight when I use teasers in the NFL. So you would get the, the Jets uh, up to up to 10, potentially uh, plus 10 and a half, depending if you played a seven-point uh, teaser. And, you know, Cam, it is a very low number at 39 and a half. You're right. It is. Um, Lou raises a good point. The offenses seem to be a little bit behind across the board. Well, you know, I, we talked about offensive line play yesterday, and I said – you know, Lou, you look at co- collegiate offensive line play, and colleges, it's all spread offenses now. So a lot of lot of college offensive linemen, they're not really good run blockers. They've, ne- they've never really done it. 
They haven't even asked to do it. You know, you look at like quarterbacks. It's crazy, Lou. You get quarterbacks coming to the NFL right now. They've never taken a snap under center before. It's like, no, I've never taken a snap under center in my life. I've been in shotgun and in a spread system my whole life. And it's amazing to me, but, and we see though, Lou, now teams like, you know, it's harder for teams to run the ball. The rushing yard averages down and people say, oh, running backs aren't as good. No, the offensive lines aren't as good anymore. And quite frankly, guys, look at all the quarterbacks who run for their lives. It's almost commonplace that a team has six, seven sacks in a game so far uh, through the first two weeks. Well, you also got to understand where they're paying their players and, you know, teams, you know, yep. a team like Houston that's starting slow has two rookies starting. They haven't, like I say, they haven't practiced and played. I think the running games will come. I think there's going to come a time when we're going to start to feel more comfortable that a team like Cleveland or the Jets or, or a Tennessee, for instance, the Giants can score some points. But I think we're still a couple weeks away. I mean, I really look at week three here as, is going to be a real good test for a lot of teams. Uh, and I think there's still a lot of overreaction after two weeks in the NFL. Uh, and at the same time, I think after two weeks in the NFL, we can tell that there's some very good, uh, high-quality teams out there as well. Yeah, it's Lou, a real crossroads week yeah. this week. Yeah, Gabe, I was going to ask Lou about the, the KC Niners game that we talked about earlier and get his take on it because – I think this is going to be on, uh, I know, both of our cards, buddy. Uh, Kansas City, sure, they win both games on the road. Now they're coming at home, Lou. It looks like an inflated line. Mahomes is the darling of the NFL right now. He's looked great. But now you have to lay almost a touchdown. Kansas City minus 6.5 against the Niners. Hey, San Francisco had a bad, some bad luck against Minnesota, some mistakes in that game. Could have been a different story. They beat Detroit last week. I think Gabe and I are going to take the points with uh, the Niners, and the books would have made it 7 uh, really, I think they're trying to entice some uh, KC betters at six and a half. Lou, what do you think about the Niners-Chiefs uh, game? I tend to agree with your assessment of that. Uh, I, I tend to look at the at, at San Francisco as having a really strong, formidable uh, front defensive seven, and I look forward to that matchup against the Kansas City offensive front. That's strength against strength there. To me, it's going to be how how well can San Francisco's offense perform against a Kansas City defense that's actually invisible and so uh, while six or six and a half and probably by game time uh, seven looks great that over under 56 scares the bejeebies out of me because both San Fran can put up uh, 30 points and maybe not cover so uh, that's a game uh, that I agree it's uh, San Francisco or pass for me but it would have to be a minimum of seven for me to take that with that kind of a total. Kansas City's home opener, uh, that's a team that, that whose offense looks real. It'll be interesting to see what kind of plan San Fran has in place to do something with that offense. What a tough, tough, tough schedule for the San Francisco. We talk about the Bill schedule being tough, but for the San Francisco 49ers, not an easy task to open up the season against the Minnesota Vikings. And uh, now in week three to have to go back on the road, you know, by, you know, the fact that they're, they play in San Francisco, there's just a lot of travel uh, for them. Now going back on the road against a very, very good uh, Kansas City uh, Chief uh, football team. And I can tell you the DailyRoto.com betting algorithm actually um, actually looking at uh, Kansas City uh, in this spot. 
And, and um, you know, the computer, I'm trying to get the, the exact number here. Yeah, they've got Kansas City winning. Yeah, actually, you know what? They've got a three-star play on this. They've got a three-star Uh-oh. play. There's a differential of 1.5 points with their with their algorithm. Scary. And I'll tell you, this algorithm last week, guys, they liked the Raiders last week. Remember, a lot of people were sort of rolling their eyes. The Raiders, DailyRoto.com betting machine, the Raiders is one of their top picks. And um, Raiders evidently covered the number last week. What do you think of that game this week, Lou? Raiders and Dolphins. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that one sticks out a little bit as being kind of a smelly line. Uh, I want to like Miami, uh, but the, the, I, I really, uh, what I do like is I like Oakland there. Uh, I don't know why. I, I think this is back-to-back road games for Oakland now. And the second one. Really tough uh, ones, too, Lou, coming from Denver. Yeah. Come on, that's a tough All spot. Way, Going to the East Coast and an early game. And an early one and o'clock kickoff in Miami, where it's going to be hotter than blue hell. So there's there's a lot of things not to like, but uh, you, you know that that one just looks a little bit off to me. Look ahead lines: Miami minus four, and and now it's down to three. Uh, you know, it looks right now. Uh, I'm seeing that the ticket count is pretty much evenly spread that may be a game that i don't have a very strong opinion on and i will give it to you that i loved miami and had miami plus three last week uh, up in new york uh, this i may yeah. watch them this week yeah, a lot of good yeah, we that does now, last Thanks. week yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're passing any, any other last picks week, from last man. week yeah any, any other picks you well, want to share with us from last week well, I don't want. I, last week is easy. I, I'm always 100 percent when I look back, but I'd like to look ahead. And, and as far as t- teams that I like this week, uh, I, I, I'm taking a little bit of a. I, I think the LA versus LA thing holds some water, and I like a whole bunch of points there. You're going to give me Phil Rivers with seven points. That's a game I I'm looking at, and people may call me crazy, uh, but this is Seattle's home opener also. And they're just giving one to Dallas. And, yeah, Dallas looked great at home against division rival New York, but they got to travel now. And, and Seattle traditionally plays well at home. We'll, see a, we'll learn a lot about those two teams. I, I mean, when can you get Seattle as a pick against a team you know, like this? So uh, those are a couple I've got spotted. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll continue our conversation with Lou from Gamblu. Uh, dot com. I swear there's times I can have the uh, Monday morning uh, newspaper and uh, I still would lose Sunday's picks. Um, yeah, but hey, that, that's just me. All right. Um, game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio. Fantasy Sports Radio Network continues. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game time decisions, Red Heat Rage Radio. 
me! Wanted dead or alive. Or alive. I walked in. You better hit the winner, so uh, the bookie. Yeah, I know. This is the song's written <laughs> about Cam and his bookie. I'm wanted. Dead or alive. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing well for a while. Right. Last night last night was a tough one. But anyway, we gotta move forward. Move forward. There we go. Yeah. Big games. Always moving forward. Yeah, yeah. Forward. Always moving forward. Okay, so yeah, talking about this game with Lou here about the the, the uh, escape from L.A., Los Angeles uh, versus Los Angeles here. Chargers beat up on the Buffalo Bills. Uh, they're on the East Coast. Now they go back. Strange game, and I like how Mark Lawrence broke this down. He goes, with 50% of the crowd rooting for neither team, we'll cheer for the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> and Kind of a weird spot, but I believe, Lou, that the Chargers will have a, a little added chip on their shoulder as they are clearly the second-class citizen in Los Angeles. They both went at the same time. People were a little apathetic towards the Rams, but, you know, they were getting 40,000, 45,000. And then the bandwagon filled up quickly with this L.A. Ram team. Meanwhile, the Chargers, and I, I spoke to a diehard Charger fan about this last night. And he even raised a good point. Chargers have done a horrible job reaching out to the community in Los Angeles. They just sort of showed up and thought, oh, people will be happy we're here because we're an NFL team. They're not. They're almost unwanted. And I brought this up, Cam and Lou. You know, Philip Rivers doesn't even live in Los Angeles because he thinks it's too much of a cesspool for his children. So, and then and then the Charger players bitch. We don't have home field advantage. Well, I don't know. Maybe if your quarterback didn't think the city was such a hellhole dump that he didn't want his kids there, and he won't even live there, you know, the, that, that plays into it. Like, the Chargers bring this upon themselves. That's where I'm going with this. I tend to think the Rams are that good, Lou, and the Rams are going to mess them up, but it's a lot of points. Well, uh, those are all good points, and I, I do. it is interesting, the phenomena that is home field in L.A., and there are a lot of Ram backers, and the Rams are flying high. They look the part, 2-0 and against the spread, now home against uh, little sister, the red-haired stepchild. But one, one thing that we need to do is take a little bit of look Ahead four days. Settle, settle down, Lou. Have, yeah. Settle down, Lou, with have, the uh, the stepchild stuff. Cam's right yeah, here. Right He's right in the room. Yeah, that, one, that hurts. Pardon, pardon me. I, 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 that was not directed at anyone. Uh, but, but but what I really want to what I want to bring to light is that on Thursday after they play uh, the Chargers, the Rams host who Minnesota Thursday night. Now, I'm not going to accuse a professional team of a look-ahead, but if there is a, ever a soft spot for the Rams and a good spot for the Chargers, it's right here this Sunday. Look-ahead line was five and a half. Now you can get it at seven. You hold on tight until the parlay play and pukes get done with the Rams. You might even get seven and a half. <laughs> the parlay play and pukes. Play and pukes. Guys, I got to talk to you Lou, about Lou's this not game. not messing around today, Cam. No, red, I know redheaded stepchildren parlay playing pukes. I like Lou. He's bringing his uh, guns and ammunition. Guys, listen to this game: Green Bay minus three at Washington. What does this have? The same exact same situation. You have the road team Philadelphia minus three at Tampa Bay. It seems like a short price. Ooh, the Packers. You know, and then we saw Washington. They lost outright to the Indianapolis Colts. It's kind of like the Lee Corso. Not so fast, my friend. I'm not in any rush to lay three with the Packers, guys. But with that line, don't you think uh, a lot of people are going to go, hey, free money with Green Bay. But it's not that easy. 
feels like a trap to me, I, Lou. What do you make it of that? It sure one? does. That's what I'm saying. I, I tend to, yeah, I tend to agree totally with Cam. And in fact, this is a game that I I, I put. I'm a, I I do the uh, a, a pick five for the VSIN crew. They have a weekly newsletter uh, called the Point Spread Weekly. And I uh, on Wednesday mornings, I'm in there with five. Washington plus three is one of them. Uh, I think Washington is way more potent than they let on against Indy. This is their second straight home game, and they dropped a big, huge egg last week in front of their home fans in the home opener. Um, and really, to me, I'm more interested in how Rodgers plays this week than last week. We saw him play well and strong, and they they almost beat Minnesota. Uh, but now they're on the road. Uh, it's going to be hotter than blue hell in Washington and humid. It'll be very interesting to see how Rodgers looks because uh, that knee is a six, seven-week injury is what they're saying, and he's only not even halfway through. So I think we learn a lot about Green Bay, but to me that's home team dog or pass. And, you know, we talked about it, Lou, and Cam brought it up, the Kansas City Chiefs in that situation. I bet against the Jets last week. I took the Dolphins in that situation. Yep. And you saw the Redskins, same thing. Redskins went on the road in the first week, exceeded expectations, go back home, lay an egg at home, right? Now they're back home for the second straight week. That intensity factor grows in practice throughout the week, Lou, as you know, right? Now they're like, man, we can't lose two two games in a row at home. It's unacceptable, and it just ruins our season, and it ruins the, our road, road win to start the year. So... I like these spots with teams that are playing back-to-back home games after losing their home opener, Lou. I totally agree with you, Gabriel. And if you look at the money distribution, 20% of the spread, 26% of the spread tickets are on Washington, but 45% of the money. And then you look at the other side of it, but 67% of the parlays played in that game are on Green Bay. So the bigger bets are on Washington, and the parlay play and friends of ours are are parlay in Green Bay. What does that tell you? Tells you Redskins, baby. Parlay pukes. Just call them parlay pukes. pukes. Yeah, come yeah, on. The pukes. You sound like Krusty. <laughs> but Krusty, I thought you said those guys were pukes. They were creeps. <laughs> no. uh, Lou, you until brought up the Seahawks <laughs> earlier. Yeah, it's until I met them, and they gave me a big bag of money. Um, exactly. The Seahawks, Seahawks and Cowboys. Cam is a Seahawk yeah. fan, and it's tough to be a Seahawk fan right now. But I actually think it's a good it spot is. for the Seahawks as well. It is. And they're another team. You know, Pete Carroll's been there. I think eight years, seven, eight years, whatever exactly it's been. But the thing is, they've only opened up their season two previous times for two consecutive road games. And both previous times that the Seahawks opened up in the Pete Carroll era with two road games, they lost both those games. And then they always won the game back going back home after. Like the Seahawks, it was almost Cam called it too. After a road game, going to the Midwest, you could just sort of feel it. I remember a couple of years ago, they were flat against the Packers earlier in the year on a Sunday night or on the road. I think it was a back-to-back road spot. Seattle really do sort of repeat themselves and what they do. Now going home, I mean... The Cowboys were sort of lethargic in the first week. They looked pretty good. Not great. I think the Giants were just that bad, Lou. But now you get a really angry Russell Wilson who threw that pick six that pretty much cost them the game, I think. I thought they were coming back. Well, you know, Pete Carroll rarely calls Wilson out but said, yeah, he's trying to do too much. He's got to chill out and settle down a bit. 
What do you make of this one? Uh, you you like uh, Seattle to beat Dallas here, don't you, Lou? I do, and, and really what I really liked was, and you just brought it up, that pick six in that Chicago game, if you'll remember, let's just re- rewind from there a play or two, uh, where Wilson was going back and forth with the sidelines calling plays and audibles. He audibled the play yep. before the pick, and the, right yep. as they were getting ready to call that play, they called timeout, and Wilson went over to the sidelines screaming, in my opinion, I think there was a little bit of a power play between offensive coordinator calling plays and Wilson Lou, out on the field calling yeah, out of them. They called him over, and, even though he's yeah. Russell Wilson and he gets away with everything, they called him over to say, stop changing the effing plays every time. He was doing so, it so every I, damn play, Lou. That went, but to me... Uh, uh, this ain't freaking uh, Pop Warner, man. You got a quarterback like that. He's in the flow of the game. I'm on the player side in this particular one. And quite honestly, uh, whatever happened on that sideline, that sideline, if the sideline said you throw our play and get out there and throw it, and he did, and they picked it back, then we'll see a different Russell Wilson this week because maybe that sideline backs off. And if not, if that was Russell that said, let me call my goddamn play, and he did it, then we're going to get to see this. We'll know first series in what's going on with that. But that was really interesting to me. And I do think that Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson are more aligned than whoever that offensive coach was. Shot yeah, yeah, okay. Schottenheimer. Schottenheimer there, yeah. He's done a horrible right job. There, yeah. He's done a horrible job, Lou. And I'll say, Gabe, let me say this too. All these teams are coming out with the run pass option, the RPO. It is perfectly suited for Seattle. Schottenheimer gets there. You talked about it, Marenzi. That play calling was like a Pop Warner game. It was some of the worst play calling by a professional football team when they actually had the Bears on the ropes. Basic, generic crap, and not playing to the strengths of your quarterback, Russell Wilson. i got to be honest with you. I think Schottenheimer, I, I don't think he's a very good fit for their offense, but hopefully, uh, to Lou's point, uh, Seattle g- brings their A game this week. But, Gabe, don't you agree? Like You, you even talked about it, man. Like that, Those were horrible play calls. It was pathetic, actually. Yeah, it looked like to me like a coordinator doesn't un- like Lou said and you said that doesn't understand the players that he has. Yes, quarterback you have, you can see the frustration. And, and listen, and, and you know what's crazy? Every time Russell Wilson would roll out and throw it deep down the field, they either lock it, caught it, or there was a pass interference. Yeah. Stuff yeah. was happening. You could, like Lou said, and you talked about it. You can tell that Wilson is extremely frustrated with this and the offense yes. and what they're doing. I think he's thinking, listen, guys, you're giving me a piece of crap offensive line for years, and I've lived with it, and I've ran around, I've done my thing. Now you give me a piece of crap offensive line, and you're force-feeding crappy play calls into me. Now we got an effing problem. I think, like Lou said, I think that's where we're at there. And if there's a pissing well, match between Wilson and Schottenheimer, Russell Wilson's going to win it. Yeah, I, I agree with total with all of that. And, and the last thing I'll add is let's look at the look ahead a week ago where Seattle's given a fair three to Dallas, and now by, by kickoff here it's going to be 
I'm looking at zero at many spots. If you take Seattle today, you might have to give one. I tell you to be patient. Uh, there, there's still wild overreaction with perception, and, and, and teams may think a team like Tampa, everybody may be buying in thinking they're really as good as they look, and they could be, and everybody could be looking at Pittsburgh and saying, man, do they suck, and maybe they don't suck as bad as they do, and that sets up the Monday night game, matter of fact. All right, so quickly on this with your team here, I want to get some MMA too. I don't know if you're not in a rush, Lou. We can, you know, you can stay for for a couple more minutes. We get the the MMA, but if you got to go, we'll we'll go blast through it. But your Chicago Bears, nice win for them on Monday Night Football. But doesn't that set up poorly playing Monday Night and now asking them? I man, I get it. Arizona have been terrible. They've been out, you know, they've been out yarded like 861 to like 350 or something. They're awful. They've been. Yeah. For lack and part of my my language, but they've been. Nah, I won't even say it. They, so, if you got to think about it, you don't do it. So, yeah. yeah, they've been. Let's just say they've been slapped around a bit. All right, I was going to say they've been slapped around a bit, um, but Chicago Bears six point road favorites, Lou. Yeah, I totally agree, Gabriel. And and right, I mean, it, it, anybody would consider Arizona or. Buffalo this week, you know, it, it, it's the Rolaids game of the week because it's going to give you the agenda. But, <laughs> but I got, I got to tell you, the look ahead, again, the look ahead means a lot to me because these, these bookmakers yep. in Vegas handicapped these games before last week's game. And so I can get at, after that, excuse me, for the look ahead line, Chicago was two and a half in Arizona before last week's game. Now, we're looking, and we're seeing just a big, huge, plump key number of six. That, that's huge value. And granted, Arizona's coach and offense looks totally inept, and they look as bad as Buffalo, and I have them ranked as bad as Buffalo. But if Arizona's going to make anything of their season, don't look at it like Arizona, what Arizona has to do to cover because they're going to have to somehow find a way to score, you know, 14 or 17 points. Look at it as how does Chicago off a big emotional win on a Monday night in a short week go down to Arizona and then give six points with Trubisky at quarterback? Look at it like that because yeah. then it's easier to pallet. You know, great point. You're, you're in Arizona, Lucy. You know about this team. And I was just reading about Coach Wilkes. I was just right before we started the show. I was reading about it. I was reading an interview. What, uh, what am I reading here? It's the... Uh... Here we go. I'm reading the uh, ArizonaSports.com. So uh, ArizonaSports.com, you know, they're talking about it. Basically, I like what he said. He said, um, you know, Wilkes in the coaching staff, I think he's overriding the OC now. And Wilkes basically said, we're going to give the ball to David Johnson more. And he goes, I don't understand why we're not getting the ball to Johnson. And you have one of the best players in the league. You need to take pressure off for Bradford and just give the damn ball to David Johnson, Lou. It's not rocket science. It, it's not, but let's talk about a defensive coordinator from uh, Carolina showing up and taking over a team from an offensive coordinator from Pittsburgh. So you have different mindsets there. And while Arians used Johnson like a workhorse, he threw to him on first down almost 30, 40% of the time. And, and we all know that throws yeah, to the backs yeah. on first down in the NFL are tremendously successful. So I, I, I think that Wilkes is having a hard time 
uh, with offense. And, and I think Patricia, another defensive coordinator, is having a hard time with offense, although he has. Well, he hired he Mike McCoy. In, he brings he, in Mike yeah, McCoy, McCoy who used to be at. McCoy's been here. McCoy's been here before, and he's an offensive mind. I, I, I give him all of that, but it's still a defensive head coach. And when there's a defensive guy running the show, I just I know, don't know, know if it's as effective as it. Look at look at or Sean McVay. Look at Doug Peterson. Look at these offensive coaches that have shown up and are and are really gaining traction. So I'm well, not look, saying it's bad. Mike Vrabel, defensive guy. He, yeah. he, you know, he was calling trick plays last week. I, I totally agree with you. Good Look, call. One thing about Arizona. One thing about Arizona is two guys. Their wide receivers suck, man. You know, for a team that's always had flashes. Other than Fitzgerald, players, yeah. yeah, and Fitzgerald's old. You know, and I like Fitz, yeah, but he is. He's JJ good. Nelson's a disappointment. Like, they're not good enough. Like these guys got to get open. You know, it's not just on Bradford. Now people are calling for yeah. Rosen here, but as Lou stated, I'm not running the window. To bet on Arizona, no. I'm betting. I am taking a, a pissed off team at home, but yep. I'm betting against Chicago that just won on Monday Night Football. As Lou stated, Trubisky's learning learning as we go here, but it's only averaging about five yards an attempt. You slow down Jordan Howard. This is a close football game. Maybe Chicago wins, but to me, it's a closer football game. It's a closer. Six game. Seems like too many points for a desperate team. I'm with you. To me, it's uh, Arizona or nothing, and the Cardinals have looked horrible. You know, okay, with an over-under so of 37 and a half. The time has just flown by, so hang in here, Lou. We won't keep it all seven. I know yeah, you're busy, no, man. I got, I'm, no, I'm fine. You're, you're I, good? You got I'm time? with you all. Yeah, you bet all right, I do. Good stuff. I'd love to stay. All right, so yeah, we'll hit this Ooh. Pittsburgh stuff. And um, it's turning into a real circus now, man. Now Antonio Brown is pulling the me, me, me act. Uh, <laughs> we'll hit that game, and we'll talk some UFC as well on the other side with our main man, Lou from Gamblue.com. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. on Twitter. Is it really Taylor Stevens' birthday today? I think it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's hey, her wow. birthday today and my, my girlfriend's on Friday. They're like one or two days apart. The ladies. She's actually, Taylor's coming to the studio here tonight in K-Town. As they call nice. it. Nice. Wow. Somebody said, welcome to K-Town, Tamir. You're coming to K-Town. I was like, I don't know what the hell this guy's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like K Town. I was thinking, what the hell? I was like, Kansas City, K State. I was like, K Town. I know. Yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking, like, this guy think I'm going to Manhattan, a K State game or something? Like K Town. I was like, it took me like ten minutes. I was like, and then I realized I'm like, oh, he's talking about Kitchener. 
Um, so, I don't know. Taylor might be tuning in right now. She usually does, and we appreciate that. So, we wish you a happy birthday. We're going to see you tonight, uh, Taylor. And happy Paul birthday. Daisy, you're going to come and yeah, come out and hang out uh, with us here. So, uh, Lou is with us uh, right now. And so, me and Lou had a spirited debate last week about the Le'Veon Bell situation. And I get Lou's point, actually. You know, Lou went old school in that he was letting his teammates down. I went new school that, you know what, it's a business. No one cares about the team anymore. And, you know, I don't, I'm not saying I like that era. I'm not saying whatever, but I'm saying that this is the way it is with a lot of players. A lot of players in the NFL today, they don't care whether they win the game or not. They've already won by being in the NFL and getting the money, right? And then you get the very few, and it's like that in all sports, guys. Like, that's why I like the Golden State Warriors are good or the Spurs are good because Popovich cares, right? He wants to win every year. You know, Mark Cuban won one year, and then he did Shark Tank. Never cared about winning again, right? Some people just sort of care, like, I'm going to win no matter what, and, you know, this is what I'm about. I don't care if I'm rich. I want to win still. So, anyways, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Lou, you know, it started with this Le'Veon Bell stuff, but it's really spiraling out of control now. And Terry Bradshaw said that Tomlin has no control of this football team. Now there's inside people in the room saying that basically it's a complete circus in there. There's not a leader. I brought this up last night on on a on, on a podcast that Ben Roethlisberger's been around forever, and what you know he's what he's two time Super Bowl champion. He's been around forever. Is it one or two, whatever? And he's he's been around forever, but he's not really a leader because they don't really like him. No one on the team really likes him. And he's done a lot of stupid things over the years, and he's kind of a selfish guy. And he's sort of gone out of his way to pretend that he's a team guy recently, but they all know he's a phony with this stuff. So he really should be the one, in my opinion. And him and Tomlin should step up. But it seems like Tomlin's too nice, and the, the, the inmates have just taken over the place. And Roethlisberger, I think it's like, dude, shut up. You've been paid. You go in the bathroom stalls. What were you doing with Trump and Stormy Daniels? Like, you know, you can't say anything to us. No one even likes you. You know, they have a weird dichotomy. And now Antonio Brown is clearly starting to drift. I mean, you had a former a former PR guy that worked with the Steelers for years who knows Antonio Brown, just retired last year, said that Antonio Brown's lucky that he plays with Big Ben and Antonio's selfish and blah, blah, blah. So Antonio Brown goes on Twitter, he goes, let's find out, trade me. And then doesn't show up on Monday. And says, oh, the Steelers downplay it. Oh, he had a personal issue. Yeah, his personal issue is he's pissed off. And he doesn't like you guys anymore. This is really getting ugly, Lou. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm not ready to agree with that statement, Gabriel. What I'm willing to agree to is, it looks like this is really getting ugly. I, I need a little more time. There's been slow starts by the Pittsburgh Steelers before that with, uh, with various issues. Uh, I, I cannot ignore the evidence, however, and you got to worry uh, if, you're, if you're gaming on these, on these NFL games and you're involved with Pittsburgh to or fro, What's going on behind that locker room? I don't put it past a good team to overcome this, but from what we can see so far uh, and the way the press wants to chew on it and we get plenty of it, it looks like it could be very real. I'm not ready to give it credence just yet. In fact, 
I'm an advocate for the Steelers this week as a pick. In well, so are, so are we. So, so is Cam. We. So, yeah. so, are, so are we. And, and one thing, guys, and I'll say it to you, Cam, but we can talk about Lev Bell. We can talk about Antonio Brown. And we can talk about the offensive line running their mouths and everyone just sort of being on a different page. The fact of the matter is the Pittsburgh Steelers' defense has been a big problem. That's not Le'Veon Bell's fault. Yep. That's not Antonio Brown's fault. That's not Big Ben's fault. That's not Castro's fault. That's not Villanueva's yep. fault. They have nothing to do with this. Not having Ryan Shazier is big, man. He was really a leader. James it Harrison's is. a guy that's been there forever. He's not, you know what I mean? They don't have these leaders. There's no leaders on this team. And Lou and Cam, Cam, their defense sucks. Going back to last year in a playoff game when the Jags lit them up. Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely no- right. The Jags got off to a wicked start in that game. Sorry to interrupt, Lou. You saw and you saw what the Jags did too. Right out of the gate, pitch. They tried a couple trick plays that worked. They threw to Bohannon, like the backup tight end. Pittsburgh didn't know what the hell was happening before they knew it. They got punched in the face. They're down 21 points. They eventually come back, but it's too little, too late. It's not just about Shazier, Gabe. There's some some of the young guys that they've drafted haven't really panned out. And you saw what uh, Patrick Mahomes did. Every single drive Kansas City had, he did what he wanted to do. It didn't matter if it was a dump out pass over, especially over the middle. When they, when when Kansas City was attacking over the middle, Pittsburgh had no answer for it. It's actually watching highlights of it right now. Boom, open touchdown. And also every third down play, success. Like it was a joke. It was almost like a scrimmage for Kansas City. Uh, the thing is, though, this week, though. Ryan Fitzpatrick at Tampa Bay, the only reason, guys, I'm taking Pittsburgh in this game is because we know about the NFL. These guys are at the top right now. They're thinking in the, in the penthouse. He goes from being a nerd to, like, looking like Conor McGregor with uh, with bling-bling on. And, you know, this is this is their week. So, Pittsburgh, this is it. Like, you got you go in there and you beat Tampa Bay, you can salvage it, guys. But if they lose, I got to believe this, is, uh, this problem is only going to get worse and we're going to have a mutiny. What do you think, Lou? Yeah, I think this is a very – I totally agree with everything there, Cam. I, this is very, very critical game for Pittsburgh, no question about it. And we're going to find out a lot about what's going on with Pittsburgh, and I think we're going to find out a lot about what's going on with Tampa too because Tampa can't have more confidence than they do right now. And now uh, they get to they get to entertain – you know, the Steelers at home, they're 2-0 and against the spread. Everything's gone totally well for them. Uh, and so this on the surface looks like you'd have to be crazy to consider Pittsburgh, but I do give credibility to the fact that I, 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 I want to hold hope that what's going on in Pittsburgh and what we're seeing isn't as bad inside the locker room as what we're seeing, and I'm also thinking that Tampa Bay has been very, very hot, and just like Kansas City, uh, the NFL is not for long, and these coordinators are going to catch on, and maybe this week uh, Butler, defensive coordinator for Pittsburgh, finally earns a paycheck and has the Steelers ready with some kind of scheme to try and at least slow down those three dynamic Tampa Bay receivers, that hot quarterback, and two capable tight ends. You know what's crazy? And, uh, you know, the Daily Roto. Daily Roto's produced seven millionaires. Um, this isn't a commercial either, but I'm saying Daily Roto's produced seven millionaire makers. Uh, DailyRoto.com produced millions of dollars in wins uh, for others, uh, countless others. And now DailyRoto.com has uh, gambling projections, betting projections, ATS, totals etc and it's like anything you know they tell me listen share some of it you know you don't go every over every game or anything like that but i'll tell you guys right now 
their projection for the total and the Steelers uh, and, and the projection, they don't think there's going to be as many points. And it's amazing, isn't it? Whenever you get these Monday night games or these high-profile games, you brought it up, Lou, uh, with like the Chiefs and the 49ers, total 57 points. Watch that game be 19-14. Yep, exactly. The opposite. I, I, wouldn't, be su- I wouldn't be surprised at, at all. I mean, here's a, here's a total – uh, that that opened it. Now I'll quote Pinnacle. Okay, offshore Pinnacle is a pretty sharp outfit, yep. and so what happens there is yep. happening with some guys that know what they're doing. They opened this game fifty, and now it's fifty three and a half. So, you know, okay. So did you know, a bunch of sharp and guys? And it's funny because I'll tell you, Luke, nothing, nothing is sharper than the DailyRoto.com betting machine. They're saying forty nine point seven. Yeah, and 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 what so I exactly. think this could easily be. What we see a lot here are what we call head fakes, and, and you see a bunch of guys see a point spread move one or two points Sunday night, and then they start jumping in, and then other books are moving the line on air. Joey Odessa could teach us a lesson on this. But the bottom line is, at 53-and-a-half, gosh, there sure seems to be value if two teams show up and, and have to play a tight football game, even if it's 28-21 you still got a field goal underneath that. I, I think there's great value on that under. Yeah, me and Cam are lemons, though. We're, we're, we're part of the public. They're going to bet uh, on the old No, no, no. Don't, don't call, <laughs> we're not going to be lemons. No, 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 no lemons, Marenzi. No, we're, no, no more lemons. No, no, we're, no, no, we're not le- sour. No lemonade we're sweet. for we're Cam? Gonna, no lemonade. No, we're going to be on the right side of these games. Don't worry about it. It's a, we, had a good, we had a good gambling week. Just because we didn't do well in the Super Contest. We made money last uh you know what I mean? That's the problem when you're in these consortiums. But anyway, I think well, we're going to have a good week. And I like where we're all we're all putting our knowledge together and finding the traps. And hopefully uh, things work out for us this week. Well, you know, after two weeks, guys, we got 18, 11, and 1. That's underdogs, okay? So yeah. while I love dogs. Is that dogs, against the spread? I, that's against that's the spread, against Lou, and the underdogs yeah. are 18, yeah. 11, yeah. and 1. Yep. 18, 11, and 1, okay? So, and, and also, uh, a lot of these dogs have been winning outright. And so, uh, a lot of these chalk teasers taken down have been getting butchered. But I think this week there's a couple of teaser positions that are really worthy of consideration. And, and one could easily be, have been that Tampa at one and a half or two, taking that up over seven and a half would be a strong consideration. Taking New England down from seven. Uh, to basically a pick em could be a decent consideration, and maybe even the Rams against the Chargers. I didn't say Chargers were going to win. I think they're going to cover seven. But uh, those are all good teams that you could make some sense taking a favorite down to a pick em on a week where seemingly we could see some regression with favorites. Uh, Lou from Gamblu.com uh, with us. Lou, we could talk NFL for hours and uh, really enjoy the conversation yeah. uh, that we've, we've had. Got a lot of games let's we jump into, uh, that we didn't even get to. Yeah, but yeah, we got fights into, to talk uh, about. Yeah, UFC Brazil. Exactly. So UFC Brazil. Um, you know, I'm sort of, you know, I've been so busy. I've been on the road. I've been doing record. I'm all over the place, Lou. And um, so I've really been focused on football over the last couple of weeks more than anything. I am looking forward to this Habib and Connor fight. And I'm starting to buy into Connor a little bit right now. And uh, being in New York, I look forward to uh, that. Uh, I've never been to uh, MSG UFC before. So November the 3rd, they're, they're in New York. That's going to be epic. 
I look forward to that. But uh, this week, speaking of football, the former football player, Alabama Cam, Eric Anders. This guy used to be yes. a, a linebacker. He was on the national championship teams. He's one of the few football players that's become good. There's a lot of football guys. Or, oh, you know what? You know, they played a year on a practice roster or whatever. There's been a few guys. But Anders sort of like out of college football said, no, no, I don't want to be a football player. I'm going to get into fighting. And, you know, he takes it seriously. Here he is right now. He's an underdog against Diago Santos here, Lou, uh, in Brazil, as you mentioned. What's your take on this card? And there's quite a lot of name fighters on this card. Older guys, but a lot of name fighters here. There are. And, and as usual, when the UFC ships out to, to Russia or Ireland or England or Brazil, they're really trying to highlight local fighters and create good depth of talent from within that country. This card is no different. The, the uh, interesting thing about this card and its main event is that we've got two guys in the main event that weren't originally scheduled. Uh, first of all, you had Teixeira against Manoa. Teixeira pulls out for an injury, and then Manoa gets Thiago Santos. But Thiago Santos, because he's a local, he's willing to step in, but he's a 185er going to fight uh, Manoa at 205. And then just Sunday, one week before the fight, Manoa seemingly pulls a hamstring training for this fight after he's in, already in Brazil. So I tend to think that he left his kid, missed I'm a confused, birthday Lou. party. <laughs> so, That's a lot of stuff. So Manoa, let, me, let, me, let me go through. Yeah, so Manoa pulls out, and they got to get a new yeah, yeah. Uh, opponent for, Sant- for Santos, and they bring in Anders. So here we got a football-playing Anders who is a good fighter stand-up based fighter against santos who's roughly the same size age weight both guys are 185ers because they're going to need to make weight this is a 205 fight so all the replacements of the fighters is an interesting twist to a main event the fact that they're 185ers fighting at 205 is interesting Anders just got off of fighting in the Lincoln card a month ago and takes this fight because he's A in shape and really uh, wasn't damaged in Lincoln. Santos is a one-dimensional fighter, and I think he's got a five-minute gas tank. He also has a porcelain chin. Anders is a football player that we know is tough, maybe rough around the edges, but I guarantee you this, as a linebacker at Alabama, Anders knows how to tackle a person. And Anders is going to tackle Santos in this octagon and put him down, and I think he's going to win this fight. I think, the, I think the line makers have it wrong. I think this fight should be lined a little closer to a pick. And the biggest thing that I like about Anders is if we go back to February when he was a highly touted up-and-comer, he took a fight against Loyoto Machida in Bellum, Brazil, Nine months ago, six, uh, eight months ago, okay, he went in the favorite, and he got completely schooled by an old, tired, beguiling Loyola Machida. Anders couldn't wait to get this fight on short notice against a guy that he matches up very well with. A little ACDC pinball in the back. Yeah, right there, there the it is. Lou, yeah. Andrews is live, guys. Andrews is live. All right, Lou. Lou, we've only got one minute uh, left here. So um, any other underdogs or a fight you want to get to here? 
And I'm totally open. I wonder why some really long, tall guy is. They must be just thinking Barrow is one fight out of the UFC. And I'm looking forward to the heavyweight fight, Spawn and Lewis Henrique. Actually, light heavyweight fight where Henrique is dropping to 205. That'll be an interesting fight. Lou, gamblu.com, epic stuff, Lou. Really appreciate you spending a whole hour with us, man. That was Thanks, great. Lou. An hour just flew by. Epic stuff. That's Check out Lou's life website life. over at gamblu.com. Gamblu.com. So you can follow man. Lou on Twitter. At Gamblu. Have Thanks, a good Lou. one, Lou. Good luck, guys. We'll talk some DFS. Can't got more golf. I don't know if he's got baseball today, but I want to talk some football. Yeah, I got DFS. one of those too, buddy. 